We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into the Thursday, July 27th edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'm Neil McCready in the Clark Ford Studios. Uh, Chase Parham's on vacation. So our buddy Jeffrey Wright of 92.9 ESPN in Memphis, one of the co-founders of MPW Digital, kind enough to uh, do as he always does on Thursday and uh, give us about an hour of his time. We're going to talk conference realignment because as much as people think conference realignment's over, it's not over. It's happening again, so we'll talk about that. Get to all that in a minute. First, let me tell you that I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. That number, just call it. Ask for Corey Clark, and he'll take care of the rest. You'll be glad that you did. Great product, great service, 662-257-1900. And as I said, this is the Oxford Exxon podcast, which means that we're presented by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Uh, It's part of Blue Sky. So if you're uh, in Oxford, stop in. uh, Can you fill up? Step in, fill up with ribs, make this one of these last summer weekends a little easier for yourself. they got wet ribs, dry ribs, all there at the Oxford Exxon. And if you're in Brookhaven or uh, Clinton, make sure you get those fresh donuts made each and every morning at Blue Sky and uh, the Oxford Exxon. Jeffrey, how are you? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Um, All right. You and I were talking yesterday a couple times, and I think you are like me. I've always been kind of fascinated by this conference realignment thing because I've always sort of sensed that man this thing is it, it this is right around this time it's just it's got to happen and we were watching the Pac-12 train wreck last week and the Colorado I guess it was AD or president or both it was the AD the the guy that took said he had a flight yeah <laughs> I mean look lots of people can't wait to get out of Vegas but he couldn't wait to get out of Vegas and and there was that- a only one way. To... I, don't, I don't know if he was flying commercial or private, but I don't know if anyone's aware. Vegas has plenty of flights back to Denver. <laughs> well, he couldn't get on the first one fast enough. Mm. So it got announced. I mean, announced, leaked, whatever. It's happening. Colorado leaving the Pac-12, joining the Big 12, and effective in 2024 so they will join uh the big 12 not this season but next season the season of change becomes even bigger 
And I don't even know where to go, whether to talk about Colorado or to do the obvious, which is the Big 12 is not going to stop here. And if you are the leftover, if you're the leftover Pac-11 schools or whatever the hell number they have now, what do you do? And there were reports last night, and I believe them, that every school in the big in the Pac-12, except for Cal and Stanford, who appear to just be blissfully ignorant of what's happening around them, every other school has reached out to the Big 12 because this is my theory, Jeffrey. I think the Big 12, and I'm about to pull up the numbers because I can't keep up with who's in the league and who's not. So this year, this year they have 14 teams. Okay, so they're at 14, and then they drop. Right, they're going to they're gonna lose Texas and Oklahoma. And add to Colorado. So they'll add be to Colorado 13. 13, correct. Okay, so here's my theory. My theory is the Big 12 has never been in a position of greater strength. I think their TV partners are going to want them to stop at 16 to match the Big 10, to match the SEC. <clears throat> and this is their opportunity to strike, whether it's Oregon and Washington whether it's Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, whether it's UConn, which I had been told a couple of weeks ago was imminent, and I'd heard earlier this week was even more imminent. And now I'm starting to wonder if the Big 12 is sort of using Utah, Connecticut as a little bit of a pawn to these West schools saying, hey, if you want in, you better jump because we'll take them. So I think there's a lot of places to go. And I think let's start at the beginning because I think you're 100% right. Let's be clear, neither one of us believes that Colorado going to the Big 12 is anything that resembles Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, USC and UCLA going to the Big 10. Where I think it becomes extremely fascinating is, well, is this it? I think that's like the first question. Because you've got Dennis Dodd, who apparently has been in the pocket of Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, saying they're they're basically stopping for now. I'm I'm with you. I find it hard to believe that that's the case. 13 as a number doesn't really make sense for a league. Now, there have been plenty of leagues with odd numbers before, and you you figure it out. But 13 just doesn't seem like this is it. No, I mean, look... Here's the thing. I'm going to make fun of Dodd here, and I don't mean to. I saw Dennis in Nashville, and he's he's old school media hanging on. You got to have sources, and sometimes you got to play the game. And sometimes when you're in a position like his, you got to get burned. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I think it's more of a Brett Yormark. I mean, I will say this. I think Brett Yormark is one of the big winners uh, of – of college sports that we've seen in the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, because when he got to the big 12, I guess he does a a, a slight hat tip to Bowlesby because Bowlesby was in position to have the big 12 fall apart. Yeah. The American was trying to raid the remnants. And then he called that bluff, made it very public and it made Mike Oresco of the American essentially kind of go back into go back into his cave and then he raided the American. But I definitely think that you're right in terms of who has strengthened their league's position or his league's position, Brett Yormark. And he did so 
when I'm not sure a lot of people, myself included, really thought it was possible. But I think where it all, where my whole interest with Colorado was this a, was Colorado's move a Dion inspired move? Because you read a lot of reports that say Dion was spearheading wanting to get back into the Big 12 because he thinks that if they can recruit Texas, it's, it's a better spot for them. Sure. Or was this, which I think this is kind of where I lean, although it's still not clear to me, was this a move by Colorado in which it hasn't really worked for them in the Big 12 or in the Pac-12? Like, you know what I mean? It hasn't been like a disaster, but it hasn't been something that they've, you know, it hasn't worked, so to speak. And this is them going, we've been asking for this TV deal, throwing their hands up and saying, you've, you've told us you're going to get us this TV deal. You still haven't gotten us this TV deal. We know the Big 12 has a TV deal. We're going over there. So I think it's a lot of things. And I'm kind of like the, the girl in the GIF where she says, why not both? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little there. Why not all of those things? So sure, does Deion Sanders, would he rather be able to recruit Texas and say, hey, we're going to play games in Texas? Sure, of course. Uh, there's lots of players in Texas. He's a good recruiter. He believes in himself, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that alone moves the needle enough to make a big decision. I think this, the, the, I think that this started not just with Colorado, but with, See, I think Arizona's already made the decision. Let me, let me, I forgot to add that earlier. I'm hearing this morning just from talking to a couple of people and looking at X or Twitter or whatever it is we call it now that, that Arizona's already made the decision, that that, that movement is happening. And there. that would make sense because the two schools that were the most vocal were Colorado and Arizona publicly. Like I yeah. give, I at least give Colorado and Arizona credit. They didn't really hide it. I mean, no, the presidents and their ads were on the record saying, "Like, hey, man, well, why would you? Why would you hide it? I mean, look, you're playing musical chairs. It's like you know, at halftime of a of a college basketball game, right? It's sure. right there on the court. I mean, you you hear the music, you see the chairs, you see the people walking around the chairs, and there's only a limited number of chairs. And we're we have this one more season of nostalgia where we're gonna do it the way we've always done it." And then in 2024, man, everything gets real. It really gets real, Jeffrey. And I, I mean, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting for uh, those of us who follow it and watch it and see different stuff. And we're going to see USC, Michigan or whatever. And Texas, Alabama and Oklahoma plays at Ole Miss. And all this stuff's going to be fun. And and the new the new numbers and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But if you're if you're not in the power two, if you're not one of the lucky schools that in the power too, you got to make sure that you've got your spot. You are watching the, you are watching the chairs. You are listening to the music. You are dialed in. And ever since the COVID stuff, and I'm not getting political in case anybody wonders here, but look, the COVID thing, the PAC 12 butchered it. The PAC 12 butchered it. And they lost a lot of money. They lost a lot of credibility. They pissed off their TV partners. Their deal has expired and nobody wants anything to do with them. That's obvious. They're, they're, they can't close a deal with Apple. No. They can't, they and can't close and a deal with Apple. Like down, their offices are like down the street. Yeah. I mean, they can't close a deal with Apple. And so you're sitting here, you're Colorado, you're Arizona, and you're looking at the landscape. And you're like, okay, the Big Ten schools are going to make 
a gazillion dollars. The SEC schools are going to make a gazillion dollars. And this cat at the Big 12, he seems to get it. I give him tons of credit. I mean, that guy is super aware. He's the guy that knows, you know what? I'm probably not going to take the prettiest girl at the ball to the dance. I mean, to the, to the prom. I'm probably not getting the, the prettiest girl in school to go with me to the prom. Probably not going to happen. In fact, it's not going to happen. But if I'll move quickly, I can get one of the other pretty girls to go with me to the prom. I can kind of lock her in. And that way I'm, I'm not left dateless, either not going or standing against the wall while the prom goes on. He's smart enough to get that. He, he told Texas and Oklahoma, look, I could hold you hostage. Um, I could make you stay another year. I could delay this. I could, I could be petty. But the truth is you're a distraction. Go on, leave, do your thing. Let's get a little exit money out of you. Head off. I'm going to go figure out the rest of this landscape. And I'm going to go ahead and add UCF and Cincinnati and Brigham Young. And, and, and we're going to bring them in. And then I'm going to survey the rest of the landscape from a position of power. I'm going to cut a, as favorable a deal as I can with a TV partner. And I'm going to ensure that while we don't get to live as high on the hog as the power two, we're going to have enough to eat. We're going to survive. We're going to have a place. We're going to have a place at the table in the playoff conversation. We're, we're going to be relevant. We are, by God, going to be relevant. And they are. It's, it's not a bad league. And if you're Colorado and you're Arizona, you're, what am I doing? Am I hanging out, out here with Stanford and Cal and these schools that clearly don't get it? Or do I jump in with some schools that seem to be a lot more aligned with my view here, which is if I'm Arizona and I can't get in the Big Ten and I can't get in the SEC, and by the way, this absolutely validates everything that I ever heard about Arizona and Arizona State wanting to get into the SEC. I'd rather be in the, in the Big 12. And so they're going to jump because you have to go ahead and take your, your chair. You're offered a chair right now. You have to get in. You can't run the risk of going, hey, we're going to, nah, I, I'm going to walk around one more time, see if I can get a better chair. You, you got to jump. Yeah, using your analogy, I don't even think it's like I can go lock up, you know, I don't even think it's like, oh, I can go lock up, you know, one of the, one of the best girls from the B tier. I actually think what he's doing is using your analogy Hey, I can't make a splash bringing the hottest girl into the prom, but I can Bruce Wayne this in the dark night and walk in with eight girls. Yeah. And all of a sudden I got strength in numbers and all of a sudden I made a scene and all of a sudden you got to pay attention to me. Wow. Brett came in with eight girls. Have you ever seen that? Like that's, I kind of think that's what he did. Oh, it's a I great, think, it's a great point. I think the other thing though, is where he deserves credit he prioritized getting a TV deal done. And I think to your point, I don't know if he was all that concerned of making sure we are getting every last nickel we can out of the TV partners. I think what he knew was I got to get a deal done. And in the end, we're going to start. Like, I think in the end they were able, cause he is an agent and he comes from the, the TV world. He was probably able to have a sense of, all right, here's what the market value is. As long as I can get around there, what was most important was I need stability. I yes. have to be able to sit there and tell these schools, you don't have to worry. Like, yeah, you're not going to be 
you are not uh, you're not going you're not getting in the best fraternity you're not getting in the best sorority but you're getting in this one and do you really want to you really want to risk it oh and you know what and, and along those like the fraternity sorority it's not a terrible analogy because it's also yeah you're not getting in the best one they don't really want you but you're getting but in you're a good getting, one but you're getting in a good one and not only that they really want you correct they're going to value you i mean the big 12 is going to celebrate Colorado and Arizona. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming, so Colorado makes 13, Arizona makes 14. I'm assuming this means Arizona State and Utah jump, right? I think so. The one hang up though that I keep having is what the hell's going on with Washington and Oregon? Because Ooh, and this is where they have a really interesting spot. I mean, they are using the fraternity thing. Like they think they can get into the best fraternity. Yeah. But I would point out to them, listen, if they really wanted you, you'd be in there right now. They haven't extended a bid yet. And listen, if you talk to people and I was just in Nashville and I talked to people fairly high up at the conference level, I'm, I mean, Notre Dame could change everything. I mean, Notre Dame just kind of walks around. I like, still don't think they change anything until the, this NBC deal gets sorted out. Like, Agreed. I, I mean, what I'm saying is Notre Dame has the ability to just oh, shake up 100%. everything. 100%. But, but, you know, I think Notre Dame's in no hurry. And as long as Notre Dame's in no hurry, the Big 12 and the – not the Big 12, the Big 10 and the SEC, I think are very content to sit at 16 – at least for a year or two, accumulate data, see what the TV deal looks like, what their numbers look like. Do you need to go to a nine-game schedule? What is it? Yes. What is, who gets into the playoff? What kind of records get into the playoff? What do we want to do? What did, did this adding Oklahoma and Texas, did it, the sexiness of it, did it change the, the TV numbers, did it change attendance? Did it change all those things, right? Does the pregame show get better numbers? I don't know. There's a, they want to get as much data as possible before yeah, they make the next big decision. Yeah. To, to me, it's like they have, they have afforded themselves the luxury of, because as to Neil's point from earlier, like, listen, they're the only two leagues that matter right now. Like they're, they're, they're the head of the table. And so they can be patient and they can acquire all the data that they need. And I actually think it's smart because one thing that we can definitely say is true about the media landscape and particularly what we're talking about is the money in the media landscape. I don't get the sense at this point in time that the, the media companies are just willing to just, yeah, sure. Go add those schools here. Here's another 60 million for each school. We're just going to keep throwing cash at it. I think there. I think with the gift of time, you might be able to wait this out, and maybe there is some more money. Maybe someone loses out on the NBA contract, or you know something else they've been bidding on. Because another thing that I took I took notice of yesterday, uh, Neil. I don't know how much ESPN you watched yesterday afternoon, but Peyton Manning was on the set of one of the ESPN shows, plugging Sunday Ticket. And I think he was plugging it with, I think it seemed like it was the Verizon CEO or maybe like Verizon marketing guy. Uh-huh. And Neil, I think the, uh, I think Sunday ticket is going horribly because now Google 
has announced that they're trying to partner with Warner Brothers Discovery to bundle Sunday Ticket and Max, the artist formerly known as HBO Max, to entice more people to buy it. And now Verizon, if you have if you have a certain product, you can get Sunday Ticket for free because Google's figuring out the same thing that that DirecTV figured out, which is yes, you pay a bunch of money to have the NFL and you want to be in business with the NFL because it's king, but that's not a big money maker. I mean, DirecTV always just viewed it as it's, we have to have this because it's, we had the exclusiveness and it, it got us new customers. Well, Google's got a different business model. So they're kind of all in the same thing of like, what do we, what do we just spend, spend $2 billion on? And so this all, I think relates back to relates back to college football because while the NFL is still king, college football is going to be number two. And I think that you would like to wait and wait as long as possible because I think it's possible in maybe a year or two, there might be more money out there. But if they were to do something today, I think that you'd see a, some hesitation from the networks. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, I think, so I've got a lot, I've got two kind of big thoughts from that. Um, one remind me to there's mention so much Alabama. here. There's so much. There's it. a lot here because there's there's one remind me to to go back to Alucard. Okay. All right. In my old age, I forget things. No, um, I I I've had to start. I'm now. I have like a notepad and I just write things down. Like I have to. Yeah, Chase has one of those. I need to get one too. I've I've, I've relied on my brain power for too long, and there was never mu that much in the first place. Um. So. The 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 big thing that comes to mind is, the networks. Before they make more pie, before they go to the store and buy the ingredients to make more pie, to like you said, hey, here's another sixty million for you, and here's another sixty million for you, and we'll make this work. I think they want all the data too. They want to see what the numbers look like, and and perhaps some people think when you say that that you're you're uh, you're predicting negative numbers, that you're predicting a downturn. There's a lot of people that say, hey, young people don't consume sports the way that their parents did, that the numbers are never going to be the same. I, I don't know enough about that to say that. I'm, I'm, I've observed that to some degree, but I have girls. So my son, now my son doesn't consume sports the way that I did, and he's every bit the sports nut at 16 that I was at 16, but they consume it differently. So anyway, that's too small of a sample size to even register. Maybe with the 12 team playoff, because I do think a 12 team playoff, and I think it's going to be, be a 16 team playoff sooner rather than later with a 12 or 16 team playoff. I do think there's a real chance that and you see this at the pro sport level. I think there's a real chance that it increases the amount of interest in the game nationally longer in the season. Like if you're an Ole Miss fan, for example, and let's say you, you are seven and two after nine games. Well, you're still alive now in today's playoff at seven and two, you're, you're done. Realistically, you're not, you're not getting in. You're not getting in one of the four spots, especially if let's say two of the losses were to say Ole Miss is seven and two, having lost to LSU and Alabama. Well, you're not, right. you're, you're not getting in to, in today's college football, the 2023 version with divisions and such. Well, you're not winning the division because one of them is going to win the division. You're not going to get in you're not getting one of the four spots in the playoff. And so from a championship chase perspective, your season's over. And so now it's, well, 
you know, we're going to try to get to the Outback Bowl or the Citrus Bowl, or maybe we'll get an Access Bowl and we'll get to go to New Orleans, maybe. Okay. And maybe have 45 guys play. Yeah, yeah. See, you know, but it's okay, whatever, you yeah. know, fine. That's yeah, a fun trip, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. But at 7-2 and two in a 12 or 16 team playoff, well, now, not only are you hanging on to hope that, hey, if we finish 10-2, and two, I think we get that 11 seed. Now you're watching that game in the Big 12 between one loss TCU and uh, one loss Oklahoma State or no loss Oklahoma State going really need Oklahoma State to go ahead and beat TCU. T two, two loss TCU is not going to knock us out. So you're watching that game when otherwise maybe you would have casually watched it if you had 50 bucks on it. But now you're watching it for reasons beyond sports gambling. Now you're watching it because that game could impact whether your team gets in, it's kind of like, you know, in, in, in baseball, get down a pennant race. You know, I'm not just watching the Cubs. If the Cubs are in a pennant race, if the Cubs win that day at 120, it's like, okay, now I got to see if the Brewers lose tonight. So I'm, I'm suddenly I'm cheering for the Pirates against the Brewers, and I'm watching that game when I wouldn't have otherwise watched it. So you get that part, and maybe that draws the numbers up. Maybe that pulls the numbers up, and it makes the sport even bigger than it already is because now you have kind of an NFL playoff model that, that absolutely works. I mean, the NFL would not be anywhere near as good if only four teams made the playoffs. Um, so you, you, have, you have that potential there, but I think they want to see it, like you said, before they just blindly go to the grocery store and load up the cart with all the stuff that they need to make the pie, then make the pie and find out that there was no, there was no demand for this pie. And that, you now you just lost a lot of money at the grocery store. Yeah, I mean, to your point, let's let's imagine. Well, I think we could let, let's say, and I'm just using this example to 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 elaborate the point. Let's say Ole Miss would have beaten Mississippi State last year, and they finished nine and three. Yeah, right. Their nine and three would would have been with losses to Alabama, LSU, and yeah, the Arkansas loss probably would have knocked them out. Yeah, but. Let, let's envision that uh well, instead of arkansas make it at georgia yeah at georgia and they're nine and three well the big 12 title game was between undefeated tcu and what was it two or three lost kansas state yeah well in the new system kansas state being a conference champion would get in and all of a sudden now we're talking about ncaa tournament style conference championship week you might have had a bid stolen there and so Ole Miss is probably watching that game. And all of a sudden, you know, those of us that loved watching uh, Deuce Vaughn play, all of a sudden, maybe you're hoping Deuce Vaughn doesn't go off like he did in that game because you just want TCU to win that game yep. so that there's still a bid out there for you as an at-large team. Instead, you know, the Big 12 goes from being a one-bid league to a two-bid league, much like we see in the NCAA tournament, like stealing of the bids. And does that change does that change interest? Does that elevate interest? I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think, I think there's a lot more risk-averse networks right now, and I think that they've come to the understanding we probably shelled out too much money right now for live sports, even though they know that's the most profitable, the most profitable property that you can have. At the same time, I think that they're sitting there going like, Let's see how this goes first before we just dump even more money into it. My gut feeling is that it is absolutely going to drive interest up. It's going to make the sport bigger. 
than it is. It's going to make people more assuming that the sport can kind of get some of the other stuff under control with the portal and some of that, that that's just kind of everywhere. But I, I really don't even feel like going down that road right now. I, I think it will drive up interest in the sport nationally longer into the season for more teams. Um, I, 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 I tend to agree because you were on my show. Was that Tuesday? I think it was yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you in the sense that like, obviously I think portal movement, all that is waning on fans. It still has not tapped into game day yet. Like we still see the TV numbers are still strong. I think another big problem that people have is exactly what you, exactly what you laid out. Like even if Ole Miss is seven and two, but has losses to Alabama and LSU, well, the problem is you're now going into that last month sitting there going like, what does this matter? And even at the lower level, like I'm seeing with Memphis currently, where you're in a league that you don't want to be in and you have no history with a lot of the teams that are in the league. If you can develop a system where it's not necessarily about who you're playing, it's whether or not you're playing meaningful football and football that that could lead into a playoff berth. I do think that keeps fans engaged longer. No question. Because as long as you are in the running for a playoff berth, you can convince yourself that, hey, we could be the team that gets hot. We could be the team that pulls off the big upset in the tournament. I mean, I'm always reminded of my friend Dan Jennings, formerly of the Miami Marlins, now the Washington Nationals, who just said when he was in Miami with the, what was the Florida Marlins at the time, he said that their whole goal was just make the tournament. And on two different occasions, just making the tournament, they won the World Series. Just yeah. make the tournament. I mean, you know, baseball's a good example. I mean, that, that, that was it a Cardinal team that had 83 or 84 wins, won the World Series? Uh, 2006. Uh, yeah, the Braves a couple of years ago, they were a 500 team at the deadline. Acuna was out for the year. They got hot. They won the tournament. Um, you, you know, the, the Giants with Eli Manning, both of the years that they won the Super Bowl, they, they were on the road most of the playoffs. Um, it, it's about getting hot. You just want to make the playoffs. And the, the Ole Miss example is a great one. I mean, a 7-2 and two Ole Miss this year. Let's say they're 7-2 and two going to Athens. With the two losses to Alabama and LSU in, the, in this scenario. Realistically, you're not winning the West. Even if you beat Georgia, realistically, you're just not going to get there. You're, you're going to get squeezed out of a four-team. But if you were in a 12-team and you beat Georgia, suddenly, holy hell, man, you, you beat ULM and beat Mississippi State, you're 10-2, and two. you're probably the eight seed. You're not only in the tournament, you're, you're a contender. Well, there's a total different interest level. If you're an Ole Miss probably, fan, you're in your scenario, you're probably hosting a playoff game. Yeah. If, if, if there's a totally different interest level than in, ah, that was cool. It was funny. Yeah, we knocked off Georgia. That was a lot of fun. Cool. I, I guess we're going to get to go to the Sugar Bowl, but damn, I, I really want to go to Atlanta. I really want to play for a championship. This sucks. I hate that we lost that game to LSU back in whatever. And now all of a sudden, in, in, in the 2024 scenario, it's like, hey, screw that. We'll, we might get another shot at LSU. We might get another shot at Alabama. We just got to beat ULM and Mississippi State, and we are in the playoffs. You'll even talk yourself into, hey, you know what? It's a good thing we don't have to play that game in Atlanta. Somebody might get hurt. Let, let Alabama and, and, and 
LSU play each other in Atlanta and beat each other up. They're both going to make the playoff, but let them play. I'm glad we're where we are. I'm looking forward to hosting Arizona in a first-round game in Oxford in two weeks. There's no question that's what the attitude would be. And it would be that way at multiple schools around the country, and people would be watching and all of that stuff. So I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think the TV networks kind of think that's what's going to happen, but I don't blame them for saying, hey, we want to see it first. And this is why, but if I'm the Big 12 right now, before any of that happens, I'm going to 16, I'm getting locked up, I'm getting, while I have leverage, because if I'm the Big 12, I'm calling Oregon and Washington today and going, hey, this is going to let you know, this is when the music's going to stop, and you can grab your chair, but if you don't grab it, we're turning that music back on, and you're on your own. Yeah, and we're about to find out, you know, what's the panic level? Because if we start to hear that Oregon and Washington are negotiating and there's already, there's already, I would say, well-informed rumor mongers that believe that that is what's happening. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I mean, that's to me, like, that's the big question. If you're your mark and, you know, your partners say 16 is a good number. But if you're your mark, you also have to think about this. All right. Uh, 16 is a good number. I don't in my heart of hearts believe that the SEC and the Big Ten are just going to stay at 16 forever. No. I mean, am I am I not trying to get every quality property that I can? Like I, th- I think his his view would probably be strength in numbers. Yeah, I think if if Washington and Oregon and Arizona State and Utah all told you today, we'll come. I think you have to take. Them. I think you take them all. You have to say, hey, look, now there's no going back. There's no you, you're it's grain of rights. It's the whole deal. We're going to do a ten year deal, and you're locked in. So if the Big Ten comes calling, your answer is no. I got to have that commitment. There's no transfer portal here. But if I get that, I, I have to take them. Those are those are major brands. For the Big 12 to walk away from 
losing Texas and Oklahoma and people speculating that the Big 12 was dead to adding every quality every quality uh, product out of the Pac-12 other than USC and UCLA in a year's time, dude, that's a victory. It's a massive victory, and you can, you know, maybe it's not even necessarily about this television deal, but on your next television deal, you'll be the only you'll be the only conference that has four time zones and you can go and sit there and go, yeah, we'll play the late night game. We'll play noon games. And that's valuable to them too. I, I just, I'm, I think that's why I'm so fascinated about today because it's less about Colorado because like, let's be real. Colorado hasn't been relevant in football since leaving the, since leaving the big 12 it's not about what Colorado symbolizes. It's about is Colorado the beginning of something. And I think that's, what's fascinating to me because while I suspect that they are the beginning of something, you could also tell me they're just adding Colorado and Yukon. And then those other schools are going to try to figure it out because the other flip side of this is we haven't mentioned Washington state. We haven't mentioned Oregon state. So yeah. hold, hold that thought. We're going to get to that in a second. Let me tell people real quick. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Dupelo, Batesville, that area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, that area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stocks, a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price at A-Stock. All items start at $1.00. No matter what the retail value may be, shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. The College Corner is coming to Oxford this fall. The newest location will be in the Oxford Commons just off of Sisk Avenue. Uh, more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear coming your way. With plenty of parking available, their staff will have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. It's opening in mid-August. You can also check out their website, collegecornerstore.com. Game changer patches are the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch used before or while you drink, the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. Uh, Gamechangerpatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, go to deadsoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, and uh, you'll get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. They'll be sponsoring the uh, MPW Digital Post Game Show again this season, so you can get yourself ready for the football season with Dead Soxy again. DeadSoxy.com. I'll be uh, recording a mind on my money a little later today. That's brought to you by Pinnacle Pinnacle Home to the Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services Team. Get in touch with them; they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's MyPinWealth.com, and we're brought to you by John Edwards Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John. Does a phenomenal job. All you got to do is get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget on the trip that you are thinking about. Let him give you options to create a special trip that makes a lifetime of unique memories. It's 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. So what does happen to Washington State, to Oregon State? What is the reaction if you're one of the ACC schools looking at all this going, oh, no, I don't, this, this. This makes me a little, because listen, if I'm in the ACC and I see the Big 12 go lasso all of the quality products out of the 
Pac-12, I'm starting to get a little antsy. Yeah, but don't you think they've been there? Yeah, oh, they, I know they've been there. I mean, listen, the following is, is 100% accurate. There are four, five, six schools in the ACC that cannot sit still. They're yeah. nervous. They are, they're, they're, what's, the, what's the expression? Nervous as, as cats in a room full of rocking chairs. Yeah. They, they, are, they are antsy. I still contend, though, the biggest problem is I think if they had figured out a way out of the grant of rights, I think they would have they would have figured it out by now. Like, cause yeah. I, I believe people were extremely motivated. Um, I still think the ACC basically is where the big 12 was in 2012 when they made the Texas compromise where Texas got to have the Longhorn network. They basically made the, to me, like they made the deal to withstand this last TV deal. Yeah. But it feels like after that, you know, it's, it's all bets are off. I still feel like that they're just in this massive holding pattern. And I'm sure that they were not thrilled when Notre Dame hired the former NBC sports executive to be their athletic director, because I think deep down their only plan was to wait the clock out long enough that Notre Dame was going to have to join a conference. And then legally the Notre Dame was going to have to go join the ACC. I, I don't necessarily think that what the Big 12 is doing changes anything for the ACC, only from the sense that I think those that won out have been like, you know what I mean? I think they're already here. Like I, think, I, I think that I don't imagine today changed anything for them other than it solidified their view that they've got to get out. But the problem is until they figure out a way out, I mean, to me, it still it still boils down to. I think their best chance of moving before the end of the TV contract is they're going to have to assemble a coalition that votes to dissolve the league because you can't you know you can't get sued you don't owe money to something that doesn't exist. The problem in that scenario is, do you have the numbers? Because I think it I think it requires it requires. Eight see the five or see the see the five or six have to kind of bolt at once, right? But like we know, like Pitt, Louisville, Boston College, I assume Syracuse. Um, like we know those schools are probably not going to vote because, like, this is you know they're happy there, or you know what I mean, like yeah. this is probably the best that they can do. So that's where I don't really have my eyes on the East yet. I still got my eyes on the West. All right, let's let's stay West. So you got Washington State that's left, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford. They're going to add SMU and San Diego State, I believe, firmly. Is this an opportunity for the Memphises of the world to get on the phone and go, "Hey, you guys just got, you just got left. We do have a, we're in a big market, got a big basketball program. We've had moments in football. Uh, we're in." You call us, we're, we have no problem flying to Corvallis. I mean, I presume that is the case. The only question, though, that I would have is, like, if I'm sitting there looking at Memphis, I'm like, I get it. Like, you want, you, you want to go to a bigger league. 
are we sure like that's a bigger league? Because to me, it's like oh. they're just going to fill in with the Mountain West and you still, we are still at the point. They still don't have a TV deal. What is Memphis's TV deal now in, in, in the American? I mean, I, I think it can be reconfigured. Obviously, after they lost UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati, but basically right now it's about $10 million a year. I don't even know what you'd get in that. If that was your TV, if, 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 your, if your league was Cal, Stanford, Washington State, Oregon State, San Diego State, SMU, I guess at this point you'd have to call Fresno and Boise. Well, I mean, you're, you're picking probably, you're, you're gambling on UNLV. Yeah. You're probably gambling on Boise. Uh, I mean, you're taking the, the, the leftovers of, or you're taking what you want from the Mountain West. But I mean, could you get Mountain 20 West? million a year in that for that? I don't know, be close. 15, maybe. If you're Memphis, would it be worth 15 just to play bigger name teams? I mean, the problem is, the problem is, is Memphis really flying the volleyball team? Are they flying the, the men's and women's tennis teams, the baseball team? Like, oh, I know it's a, such a that math starts to get, and I'm sure they would do it. I just, I don't even, the problem is like, I don't even know what that league is. Like, I, I would think at a certain point, like, you're, are you calling, like, you'd have to have, like, you know, if you have Memphis, if you have Memphis and Washington State, like, I don't know, are you trying to come up with, like, a West division? This is what criminal else? negligence on the part of the Pac-12 to have allowed this to get to this place. It, it, it is, <laughs> it is negligence. I mean, it is like, you, I always use you as the example of this. Just because someone has the title of commissioner or president or whatnot, it doesn't mean that they're smart. It just means they got the title. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes, the reality is, oftentimes, it means they just had a better agent. And, my God, this is, this was, ne I mean, the more you think about what has happened in such a short period of time, the more you think this was negligence on your part. How, how could you have not had a degree of foresight here? Because unlike the, unlike the Big 12, which knew, I mean, they, they say, hey, we were, we were, we were flabbergasted. No, they knew Texas wanted out. They knew Oklahoma wanted out. They might not have known the, just how much was happening behind the scenes, but they knew and very clearly sort of had a pivot plan. The Pac-12 just, just kind of floated around in la-la land. Like, it'll work out, which is not the best strategy in the world to just go, hey, well, it's like not studying for the test. Maybe it won't be hard. I went to class. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I read some That's of it. Some notes. Yeah, you know. it'll, it'll be okay. That professor's that professor seems nice. He like me, loves me. I mean, he's from there, Memphis. There's know? gonna there's gonna be a curve. Yeah, he'll take care <laughs> of me. I mean, it's literally that. It's just totally unprepared for the exam. And you walk in and you're like, somebody this is hard. I'm gonna fail. Yeah, you should have studied. It it's the, it's, the it's, other the problem. I think the problem, though, that I have coming down harshly on the Pac-12 is I don't know where you begin. Like, if you're trying to say, like, if you're analyzing what went wrong, I don't know where you begin. I think 
you probably begin. It's interesting. Do you begin at the decision to not partner with a media company for the Pac-12 network? We're going to sell it ourselves. We're going to keep all the money. We're going to do all that. That's certainly one of the big ones, yes. I actually think, though, you can make the argument where it starts is when they didn't close the deal with Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yes, 100%. I think that's that's where, because it went from the Pac-12 was going to essentially become, you know, on equal footing to a certain degree at the time with the Big Ten, the SEC. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you didn't close that deal, that probably left yourself vulnerable. Then you... well, they turned their nose up at Oklahoma State. They turned their nose up at, what was it, Texas Tech? They, they, they didn't want... I, remember, couple... I think it was Tech, yes. It was the, it was the, it's the same reason why... It's the same reason why they've always spurned BYU. Like, you, were, you were going to have Texas and Oklahoma in your league, and all you had to do was just swallow it a little bit with Oklahoma State. And you could, they, they, they were too, they were too good for it. They got cocky. They got arrogant. And then things, they, they didn't partner with they, their TV deal sucked because I think because they're arrogant. Well, I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they are like, you know, where, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very tough thing to describe to people if you haven't experienced it, but like, it is such a different world out there and it's not really different. Like I'm not even morally judging it like better, worse. It's just, it really does make you realize like, Holy cow, this country is so big. Yeah. They're, they're just like, they're out there on their own and they're in a bubble. You know, I've been out there for a week at a time. And and I can tell you that I've sort of experienced what it is that you're talking about. You, you get out there and you're three hours behind the East Coast time zone. You, it's a totally different like television experience, right? I mean, 100%, the, you know, like the day, the days are just like, even, even like when I was only two time zones away, like it felt like things that were happening at home were like, it honestly was almost the same experience as when I lived in Europe. Like it, it just feels like it's just, you're in your own thing. And yeah. so, I think what they had done is, you know, you're around all the, like, this is at the beginning of like everyone going into tech and tech and tech and like, all right, well, we'll, we'll be on the cutting edge. We're going to cut the deals with these people and we're going to keep all the money. And it's from our view, it's obvious to sit there and go, that's dumb. But I'm telling you when you're in that environment, it's like intoxicating. And you're like, well, this is the way of the future. And yeah. This, this is how you become tech billionaires. Like you do it this way. You're a disruptor, you, all that. And it's so, the West Coast version of like the Beltway. When you live in yeah. D.C. and you're in the Beltway sure. and, and you're making, you know, you, you think you're governing, governing for the country, but you're just in an echo chamber and you get outside Correct. the echo chamber and you realize that, you know, the whole flyover America, there are people that actually live there. You know, those are, those are, those are, and for networks and stuff, you know, I think the Pac-12, kind of forgot that man our games don't kick off until 10 o'clock on the east coast it's it's 9 30 in in chicago when our game kicks off those people aren't only the junkies are watching 
we were going to have to make some some decisions, some different things, and they just didn't do it. And, and they had that opportunity to get into that central time zone with Texas and Oklahoma, and and they bungled it. And I think you're right. And then I think I think the COVID decision. They were the very last ones to play, and they didn't want to play. And by then, people had seen that you could play, and not only you could play, but you probably should play. And they they lost some steam there too. There were there was a series of bad decisions over the course of about eight nine years that that frankly has killed the league. And then I could also make a case, though. Yes, these are all bad decisions, and then these things all you know it, it goes back to your original point where we started the show. Sometimes it's not just one one reason maybe it just gets it boils down to this simply you had a league that was bound by geography yeah but the problem is geography no longer became important in the decision making process what became important was do you care about sports and the reality is maybe they were just living on borrowed time because in the end, it's all, it was always USC's frustration was the fact that they cared about sports and the rest of the league, like Oregon does, Washington kind of does. The irony is the, the schools that care the most about sports, are the ones that are getting left behind, the Oregon State cares a ton about sports. Washington State cares a ton about sports. But you had just, you know, I mean, to me, like the real question is like, are Cal and Stanford going to keep playing sports? At the, let me rephrase it. Are they going to keep playing sports at the D1 level? They might not. They might decide they don't want to. And maybe at that point, like. I mean, I, I, I went to that, and Ole Miss played at Cal in 2017. 17. It was the, it, it was 2017. I called an Uber from San Francisco out no, to. No, 2018, 2018, 18. Because 17, Matt. They lost to Cal. Or no, was it seven? Yeah, it was 17 because uh uh Plumley 18 18 was when Plumley came in, and then okay. Matt decided he was gonna save his job with a Mississippi boy. But I was out there and I called a Uber to Berkeley and I got out sort of near the stadium and I just walked in and there was just kind of it's nice. There's no but there was no environment. It was totally different than any. SEC or ACC or Big 12 or Big 10 experience that I've ever had. It was just, maybe played a football game. You know what it felt like to me? It reminded me a little bit of just the stadium environment. Reminded me a little bit of when I was a kid and we went to Louisiana Tech games. Yeah. We just, no, drove. I mean, it, it's we just not drove and we parked and we walked in. It's not an all day event. You know, you're not, people are not driving in for the weekend and, and making it an event it's something to do speaking of something to do oxford's newest greek restaurant on the square opa is a perfect place for your festive party event for your company dinner they can accommodate up to 200 guests for catering or booking information contact genie 601-421-7147 we're brought to you by service specialist staffing and recruiting agency connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967 Get in touch with them if you're uh, looking for a job it's always free for you if your company is looking to uh, hire quality hard to find talent they can help you as well. It's service specialist ltd.com. 
Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. It's uh, They're here to help you achieve your smile goals. It's CorinthDental.com. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, Andy Ludicky can help. Just get in touch with him at My Perfect Franchise. It's MyPerfectFranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or 404-973-9901. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, so much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings. Uh, you can compete at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for uh, events, parties, and such. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Okay, don't have much lo- much longer with you, Jeffrey. So a couple of quick things. Well, let's go back to, uh, I took the note. So let's go to your a la carte. Oh, thank you. So what prompted this was I was just kind of watching, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a Cubs fan and the Cubs launched the Marquee Network several years ago. The timing could not have been worse. Wasn't completely their fault, but they're just now getting around to the streaming app in market. So if you live in Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, and you want to subscribe to marquee, you want to get uh, on demand um, cub stuff, watch minor leagues, you want to watch their games uh, with the local announcers and all that. It's 1999 a month. And what made me wonder a little bit is I kind of wondered, look, that's the way that I always feel like an old guy when I say this, but that's the way young people consume media. Now they log into Hulu um, max or HBO max or whatever it's called. They get on Netflix, they go to Apple TV, they go to whatever, and they hit up the show they want to watch. They don't scroll for shows. They know precisely what they're going to. And I kind of wonder if those people aren't going to want the NFL Sunday ticket as much as they're going to be like, you know, I just want to watch the Lions Packers game. I just want to watch Falcons Titans. That's all I want to watch. I don't really care about red zone. I don't, I don't want to watch Seahawks Broncos. I I don't want to pay for that. I just want to watch Lions Packers. That's all I want to watch. And I kind of wonder if that's where it has to go to almost some form of an a la carte offering to get those people in as opposed to them going, no, if you're going to make me pay for everything, I just won't pay for anything. So this is the fascinating, the fascinating debate of where this is going, particularly with the, particularly with diamond sports uh, being in bankruptcy and they have, you know, was it 30 something they have the rights to 30 something teams throughout the NHL, NBA and MLB. Yeah. So the problem with this is everything that you just mentioned. I do think that's a viewing habit. The problem though, is it's not as simple as I want to watch this. You still have to have the internet and these I've always, I, I mean, you can go back. This was back when I was still working with y'all. I always thought with cord cutting in the beginning, it was going to be awesome. If you were early, you were going to take advantage. 
But eventually it was going to be the same thing in which all these companies were going to start looking, well, they're making a killing doing this streaming app. Like we got to get into streaming. We got to get our own over the top service. And well, what happened was you started to have this saturation in which if you wanted to, you know, at one point you could watch most of what you wanted to with, I don't know, two, three apps. Now you need 15. And so now all of a sudden you originally did this because you were going to save money on cable. Well, now you're getting into like, it's as expensive as cable. Yeah. And the other thing is if you don't buy your internet through the bundled package, well, internet starts to become more and more expensive. And that's not going away, especially as these, like these companies are publicly traded. They got to hit, they got to hit earnings. So they're going to start charging more and more if you don't, if you don't subscribe to, you know, the bundle package. And so what I think is more interesting is Time Warner out in California has made a deal that's going to allow the you can watch Dodger Laker games uh, at a reduced cost. And they're they're doing they're the ones that are dipping their toes in to see, like, can this work? Like, can we make money this way? You have to think of it this way. If ESPN, if ESPN still believes like they've they've stated their goal is to eventually make ESPN a subscription, like you not taking it off channel, like you just go direct to ESPN. Yeah. They haven't done it yet. And there's a reason they haven't done it yet. And I think maybe eventually we can get there, but I still think the biggest problem is it's going to be very difficult. Like I think. I'm, no one's come up with a cost-effective way to do it yet. I think that's the problem. And so I do think, though, it's possible traditional, like, subscri- like cable, you know, getting cable, getting satellite. I do think it's possible, though, that that kind of makes a comeback because now that everyone's having to spend all this money on all these apps, like, this company, like, hey, we'll give you our best internet if you just subscribe to if you just subscribe also to our cable, we'll do it for, you know, 250 bucks. And then people are going to start going, well, shit, we're paying 300 already. Like, let's just do that. Yeah. All right. Last thing. Uh, we've talked a lot about West coast. We'll switch sports, but stay on the West coast. Artie Moreno went all in yesterday, made a trade, got two white Sox pitchers traded, including Lucas Giolito traded two of the top prospects in the organization said he was basically taking Shohei Otani off the trade market. Angels are like four and a half out of the wild card playing well right now. He had to do that, right? He, even though it makes all the sense in the world to move Otani and get value for him, knowing you're going to lose him, you can't send that message to your fans over a generational player. You have to at least look like, hey, we did everything we could do, right? Yeah, I think so, because it's not just that. You can make a legitimate argument that Shohei Otani is having the greatest season in Major League Baseball history. Yep. Are you really going to be the guy that trades the player that was perhaps having the greatest season in the history of the sport, a sport that has more history than any other American franchise? 
and I and I get it. And by the way, if he would have done it, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have criticized him. Right. But like, you got to sleep at night. I'm with you completely. I I read all these people that are out there. It's funny. It's media guys, and sometimes I don't I don't think a lot of people in media understand money. And they just look at it from a sports standpoint, like, you know, you have to trade him. You could get a haul of prospects. And I'm like, yeah, but you've got to ask these people in the next few months to buy tickets again. And knowing that a lot of these people are going to be brokenhearted because this Babe Ruth, this generation's Babe Ruth, and his numbers compared to Babe Ruth's numbers at the same stage in the career are incredibly similar. Well, um, baseball's better. Yeah, and he's better. Yeah, I mean, he's he's arguably, and I'm not even sure how much of an argument it is anymore. I think it's really very possible that he's the greatest player in the history of the game. When you, and like you said, there's no sport that keeps up with its history better than baseball. And you, if, if you let him walk by trading him, and when you trade him, you surrender. You wave the white flag. You tell your fans, I couldn't keep him. I, I decided not to try. Even though it's not really the case, that's the message that gets sent to your fans. At least this way, if you lose him and you don't make the playoffs and the season's a disaster and he signs up the road with the Dodgers or the Mets or whoever, at least this way you can say, hey, we did everything we could do to keep Shohei here. Everything. We're as brokenhearted about it as you are, but we did everything we could do. Rally around us. And maybe they do. Yeah, I mean, again, one of my big complaints today is I, like, I understand wanting to play fantasy GM, but the amount of like media consumption about you know playing fantasy GM, like I don't know, like I just I think back like if I were fourteen and like I was coming up with. And I was like, in you know, everyone at my lunch table was big Angels fans. And if I sat there and told like my friends, like, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna trade Shohei, and we're gonna get like the world's biggest haul ever. My friends would just be like, "Shut up! Like, that's dumb. Like, we're not trading our favorite player." And sometimes, like, that's kind of what matters to people. Yeah, it's. It's me with the Cubs right now. I know that trading Cody Bellinger probably makes baseball sense. It doesn't make fan sense. It telling me that, hey, we're four and a half out of the wild card. Our schedule's somewhat easy the rest of the way. It's going to be really hard to pass all those teams. We're probably not a team that's good enough to beat the Braves in a seven-game series, for example, but we're just going to bail on the last two months of the season. Hey, and by the way, keep coming. Keep supporting. Hey, and by the app. Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, like, no, I mean, tell me, tell me you care as much as I care. Tell me that you, you hope as much as I hope keep Cody Bellinger, give him an exorbitant amount of money or, you know, and say, Hey, or, or, Hey, we, we kept him. We made a run for it. We tried to sign him. We couldn't do it. He got the Mets gave him eight gazillion and we're as torn up about it as you are. And at least then I can go, you know, they did try. I'm going to, I'll hope again on the next guy. If you just ship Bellinger off for a couple of kids from Philadelphia, I'm I'm pissed. Even if even if someone says, "Hey, that outfielder they got that's double A at Philly, he's he's going to be a star." My attitude is, yeah, Bellinger's a star now. 
I want the star now. Don't we're in it. Don't quit. And so I, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's where there's a media disconnect from, from fans. And I, I, I know that I'm sometimes have to catch myself like with Ole Miss stuff. Like I, why are the fans so emotional about this? Like when I wanted to tell people, Hey, chill out. I'm like, wait, hold up. If I were in their shoes, I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. I mean, like, it, I don't know. Like, it's one of the arguments when I see fans being like, we overpaid. My first thought is like, who cares? It's not your money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's never made sense to me. It's like, okay, I get it. Like there's sports with salary caps and whatnot, but it's like, I, I just, there's such a disconnect there. It's like, Everything has become like spreadsheet sports. And yes, obviously you prefer your, your teams to operate smartly, but like this idea that you could just, if you could just build a championship on a spreadsheet, well, everybody'd have championships. Absolutely. Hey man, thanks for the time. I know you got a busy day ahead. I uh, really appreciate you doing this uh, for an hour plus here on uh, the Oxford Exxon podcast as always. All right. Be good. Thank you. That's Jeffrey Wright. Uh, I will be back uh, either later today or early tomorrow with the hand raised guys. It just sort of depends on a couple things happening. Am doing an interview later today for uh, that show. We'll have that to you later on the uh, network. So until then, have a great rest of your Thursday. A lot of stuff coming uh, your way on MPW Digital today, including McCready and Siski this afternoon. Uh, Jeff Collins will join as a guest, so that should be a lot of fun. So we'll have that for you and more later this week as we uh, wrap up another week at MPW Digital. Thanks to Jeffrey Wright for his time. Thanks to you guys for listening. Take care. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.